0: going on folks and welcome to another episode of thoroughbred teamsters podcast i'm your host jay rich from north california's local 315 so for this episode i interviewed my buddy ernie um, he's from the oakley building i've been working with him since i transferred there solid dude quiet dude uh, never an issue and you know he, he's been with the company for a long time uh, you know, this, is, this is going to be a very Brown-centric episode, so even if you're not a driver in Browns, there's still going to be some good nuggets of info, uh, some great insight, and, and, and some tips at the end, some pointers. Um, many of the stuff maybe you already know, you already like, you know, feel like, hey, what can you tell me? I already know. But sometimes it's nice to just be refreshed, um, maybe a different perspective of the same things that we all deal with, we all see on a daily, weekly basis. And again, just, you know, if you learn something, whether you already realize it or you learn it, you know, it's, it's all about spreading it to the next, next wave of Teamsters. So, uh, hang in there again, even if you're not in the industry, uh, maybe you're not even a Teamster and you're just another union, you know, stick it out with this episode. You'll definitely learn something. So, you know, um, but before we get this one started, I just got a few shout outs I want to give out before we get started. Uh. Over on Instagram, dude, totally, bro, hit me up from local two in Sula, Montana. Um, just want to say I appreciate the kind words, brother. Uh, it, it really meant a lot, you know. Some um, I it, it, that that's kind of like fuel, you know what I'm saying? That kind of what keeps me going, lets me you know I'm on the right track. Um, and if I ever if you ever feel like I start falling off or it's like, hey man, he's kind of losing his he's kind of losing his um, pop, uh, feel free to let me know. Um, but uh, but I'm always constantly thinking on how to make this show better. Um, make it more entertaining, more informative. I uh, got a lot of things, a lot of notes everywhere. It's just, again, as I keep saying, it's a one-man show. Um, so it's kind of hard to kind of put things into action. You know, just a lot of notes and just, I do what I can when I can. Um, but Dude Totally Bro, he's been, he's been riding with the show since episode three. And, you know, I just, just, I hope you keep riding. I hope I don't kind of, I hope I don't lose my luster. Because, uh, I know I've done that with, with, uh, other shows that I listen to, um, there's been a few where it's just like, all right, I kind of feel like we're just talking about the same stuff over and over again. And, you know, I kind of lost my interest. So, um, hope that ain't me. If it is, y'all, y'all feel free to let me know. You know where to hit me up. Twitter, at NorCal Teamster. Instagram, Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast let's see what's the other one: Facebook Thoroughbred Teamsters podcast space that one out Thoroughbred space Teamsters space podcast and uh you know I even I even uh, got an email just if anyone wants to get in depth I can be long-winded sometimes uh, some of y'all that have been in contact already know that but um feel free to hit me up Thoroughbred Teamster at hotmail.com so I'll give those again at the end um but continuing with the shout outs uh you know, I had a, you know, I was kind of just scrolling around, just kind of looking around, seeing what's up with, you know, um, my online presence, you know, just kind of making sure everything's nice and tight. And I stumbled across a couple reviews. Um, one of them was more recent. Uh, so the initials are BSBMC from Bowling Green, Kentucky. I believe that's Local 89, right? Um, but I, you know, I stumbled upon his review, um, and he's been with the company for 16 years, and he was just sharing a few things with me uh, that kind of took me back to my early days. Uh, I guess I was talking about premium routes and how my route at the building is a premium route, and, and he was telling me, he, he shared in the review, that his premium route that he was covering uh, totals about 190 miles with 63 stops and what was it, eight pickups and a P500. Now, what kind of got me on that one was a uh, Last time I drove a three, uh, P500, uh, customers were clowning because, as I've mentioned before, I'm about six foot five, 300 pounds. And if you are familiar with the P500s, I was pretty much looking like a gorilla in a golf cart. Uh, so um, my belly was touching the wheel. I'd pull up, customers were just kind of rolling like, What? They couldn't do no better for you? So I'm glad my P500 days are over. Uh, I didn't even know those things still existed, (laughs) but, um, you know, keep up the good work, keep reaching out. Um, you know, I, I appreciate the, I appreciate the review, bro. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I just want to give a brief shout out to new England local 340. I don't want to put no one on blast, blow up anyone's spot, but you know, I appreciate you listening. Um, again, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm all about, you know, just communicating, communicating, hearing people out, hearing what people got to say, what people got to offer, understanding maybe even opposite views of what I, what I maybe am saying or or whatnot, you know, that's what it's all about is just communication, trying to understand each other. We don't have to agree, we don't have to, you know, but we don't have to fight either, you know, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to start clowning each other or whatnot. So, um, appreciate you listening, but, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's get on to this interview. Thank you for joining me. I I know you're on your first, second day of vacation right now, and and God knows that those days are valuable. Um, So uh, thank you for joining me right now. Okay. Uh, You're welcome, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. He's been at the company for about 30 years, and uh, he's hit a a special accomplishment. And we wanted to talk about that accomplishment. I've I've talked to him um, a little bit about it, you know, in the recent weeks, and I, I thought his views on it would, would be, would serve of interest to those at the company right now that, that maybe are, you know, got 15, 20 years, even 10 years at the company. So, um, first off, Ernie, go ahead and um, let everyone know how you got started at that company, when, where, um, you know, any, anything you feel need, pertains to the episode. Sure. Um, it, it all started with my dad. Uh, my dad was a, uh, a
1: garbage man back in the city. Um, back then, He had like a little metal uh, carriage with a garbage can on top of it. And those were the original uh, street sweepers compared to today's uh, street uh, sweepers. So he always, I always looked up to him and said, hey, you know, he's a a hardworking guy. And, you know, as I got older, you know, he told me that uh, whenever you can, Get into a union, so that's what kind of kind of pushed me in that direction. So, you know, I only see what I see from him, and you know, he had to do what he, what he had to do to provide for his family. So, uh, it all started from the
0: dead. Uh, that. That's my situation. Was a lot of my family told me growing up it's like, man, get into a union, get into a union, and it was weird. I'm not I'm not in a family full of union people, but. They knew the benefits that it had, so I'm kind of from the same place. And even at the age of 18, 19, I was looking in the phone books for unions to call up to join. Um, and you know, obviously, this company fell in my lap. But um, so, so, how old were you when you got started? Uh, I think I came
1: in at age uh, uh,
0: 19. 19. 19. And so. not to put you on blast, but your age now? <laughs> uh, 54. 54. Yeah. All right, so 18 to 54—that's some years right there. Yeah. Um, and, and we're gonna to try to cover as much as that as we can. So, uh, go ahead and, um, you know, it's. what was it like when you, where, where'd you start off? What was it like when you first started? Obviously a lot is, has changed with the company over the years, but what was it like for you when you first got into the company and first became a Teamster? It was actually really a, a proud
1: moment. It was a proud moment for me uh, when it came to just being, uh, working in the building in, in San Francisco. That was just a like a milestone for me, a huge milestone. It was like a, a huge mountain that I kind of reached the peak. It's like I wanted to eventually get into some type of union job. Or I, I already knew that UPS was a great company to work for. Okay, So I, I actually landed a night shift job. Uh, on the second shift of the the second of three shifts in San Francisco so that was like 11 11 p.m. to 2:45 a.m. in the morning
0: okay the, what was the name of that Twilight Is that, that a twilight
1: was a sh- na- uh, night shift just the night shift okay. just the just night shift so I, I, I started just like with everybody else you know I start on the unload you know um, work my way up to the uh, e-regs okay uh, regs then from uh, there I went from hazmat and from hazmat you know um, it was sort of like a combo job Uh, you would have to drive the yellow truck which was street legal okay and put all the E-Rags because you would have to the main unloads on the second level of the San Francisco building so you would have to drive down to the first level or the third level Okay, so I imagine. Uh, yeah, we, they have converted an older uh, P5 UPS truck and painted all yellow, which made it street legal. So it was still just like a regular package car, just painted yellow. Okay, oh. so I remember those days. Well, they were pretty tough. They were hmm. pretty tough for uh, a young guy. So um,
0: it made me put hairs on my chest, yeah. no doubt. So, let's see. So, you know, you're at the company for a while. Um, you became a driver within a couple of years, by 21, around by, 21?
1: By 21, yeah. I had to wait, just like everybody else, until I hit that 21 mark. Then uh, they came calling. Yeah, so it was pretty brutal, um, I, I I have to admit. Uh, you guys may not uh, buy this, but I did 17 routes in, in 30 days. Okay. <laughs> As you're training? as I'm training. And 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 the the bad part about it was the old timers didn't say anything that once they take me off a route, I'm in. So no one never no one never told me that. So that was pretty that was that was brutal because I almost I went to my dad crying. Yeah. I said, Hey, you know what? Dad I can't I can't do this. I gotta quit. Right? And and he told me just hang in there it'll get easier yeah
0: i've I've had to tell that to some of the new drivers that you know when they're struggling in their 30 just hang in there i've been there everyone's been there you know and you always feel like you're the only one who's gone through it but you know i mean it's like you said it kind of it kind of uh you you learn a lot from those moments and and it makes you a better person if you can tough it out you know and once you toughen out it's it's completely worth it yes so know uh, so let's just say you're driving now you 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 know you're putting your years in driving and then boom the 97 strike hits what what was your experience like during the 97 strike
1: oh man that was like major anxiety Um, I had bought my house my first home back in 1994 strike was 97 Uh, I had uh, my boy was seven years old (laughs) Uh, had two kids at the time, a boy and a girl, so the girl was uh, two years old at the time, so it was major anxiety, and, and the best thing to do under those conditions is whatever whatever it takes to negotiate, you know, uh, a fair contract. Um, that that has to be the priority. I mean, the strike is the last thing you want to do, yeah. okay? Because financially, we all have obligations, okay? So we need to kind of. Uh, pull in the reins, you know, step back whenever we can, and say, hey, you know, don't, don't be uh, judging on snap decisions. Okay, so let's get the facts on both sides. And that's the only way to do it. You know, that's the right way to do it. Gather all the facts and see what happened. But, you know, at that time, uh, we knew where the com- company was going, okay? They were going more on the part-time side and you know and you know they wanted to take over the 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 pension so
0: that was those are fighting words yeah 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 so um and we've seen what happens when pensions go south in other states if you read the news yes. um so i'm grateful for mine from from what i hear our yes. pension is solid 100 percent solid uh grateful for that but um you know i've 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 I wasn't around for the '97 strike. I, I didn't get hired until '99, 2000, '99 peak season. So I mean, the the closest we got was the most recent contract. Um, were there any similarities that you saw that from being you know kind of observing what was going on in '97 to this most recent one and what was it? Uh, what's 19? Eight last year of 2018. Was there any similarities that kind of had you concerned that you're like? Uh, all right. This looks like it might get a little serious. Was there anything? Were you, were you concerned at all? Was, uh, I, I knew from, from
1: the public that we didn't have their backing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because we're we're making substantially, a good income, but in California, I mean, you have to think everything's expensive here, so, if you compare from California to, Mississippi, I mean, those drivers are probably living like kings so there's a uh, disparity between states so um, I think what we what we ask for uh, uh, is still conflicting at times because I, I see after the fact what happens so as far as um, the contract wise is still up in the air to be uh, I say work is what to be determined yeah. Be continued. yeah to be continued yes
0: well but was there anything that you did to maybe prepare yourself in case it completely went south did you learn anything from the 97 situation that prepared you to maybe I should start putting money aside I mean I don't I don't know I I, I tried it it is it is it's hard to do that yeah um especially when you got family and life and you know it you try to tell people to prepare to and you can tell that they hear you but they're not listening you can tell that they're not so like was there anything that you said all right you know what i learned from 97 i'm gonna try to do this differently or was it just kind of like hey we're just gonna see what happens uh it was a little bit of both Okay. it was a little bit of both because uh realistically uh,
1: you can say everything you can have your checklist uh, on a piece of paper <laughs> the do's and don't and in reality there's There's two different versions: one on paper and what you do here, and and it's really, really tough. Um, It can be accomplished, okay, but at a certain point, something needs to be sacrificed, and and you know it's really tough on on the working guy trying to juggle whatever the outcome would be. So, yeah, it's 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 tough. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I know. I, know. I, I, I got all the advance notice to start preparing, and I thought I did, and I, I still wouldn't have been ready. I, I prepared yeah. for two years, and just still, like you said, it was just trying to juggle everything. It looks good on paper. You know, you think you're doing well, but then sometimes life happens, and, you know, you got to dig into that chest a little bit. And, but, uh, you, know, you know, moving forward, so, you know, when, when did you eventually come to the Oakley building?
1: Uh, I actually, uh, on my driveway... When I got home after driving almost, I don't know, was it 516 miles that day, Fuck. I just, remember I have to commute from from Brentwood to uh, San Bruno, okay, on top of the 516. So that, that was pretty brutal. Yeah. Um. How long did you do that for? Uh, I was on feeder relief for nine years. Oh, God damn. Okay. So every week it changes. Yeah. Okay, so because people are on vacation, sick calls, whatever the case may be then the worst case scenario If there's no job for you, you go back to package. Okay, but it, it all started here on my driveway um, a Fellow worker gave, gave me my 20 years of service and the light bulb turned on He had transferred in a year before so when he handed it over right, he actually turned on the light for me. So I, the next day I put my li- name on the transfer list and eight months later, yeah, I got the call. Any regrets?
0: Uh, no regrets compared to the Bay Area traffic, yeah. no regrets I, at all. I get mad if I'm in traffic more than 20 minutes now. I mean, yeah. I, I live 15 minutes away from the building. Um, I used to have, a, when I went to the Concord building, I would pass by the Oakley building on my way to Concord and I would just curse and grumble because that meant I still had about 45 more minutes till I got to the Concord building and then back. And it was, was, that only lasted for not even a year. And then I got the good news that, hey, we're transferring all the Antioch routes to Oakley. And I know that upset a lot of uh, Brentwood drivers at the time, but you know, it was a blessing for me and I'm I'm grateful for it every day because it really changed. There was some decisions I had to make at that time that it it impacted. I can just say it turned out for the better or else it would have been just a completely different story right now. But um all right, so so now we're going to move forward a couple more years, a few more years, um actually more even recent. Uh you've recently a- achieved a certain milestone and and you know, we we've discussed that and you know, it's kind of I want to say that's kind of the reason why I really wanted to to get to talk to you on mic and just kind of get your thoughts because You know after speaking with you I felt I was kind of bummed and you know I'll let you share kind of why and maybe you can help me feel better or maybe you know kind of bring your experience to everybody because the milestone you achieved is your circle of honor yes and have you officially passed that date now are you officially uh officially passed August 22nd okay so congratulations and I I know that's that's, I know it's not easy even if I tried to do the math now I think even if I lasted another 15 years I don't know if I'd be able to do that um, so I know it's not easy um, how do you how do you how do you feel about that? Well, uh, first of all it's,
1: it's, it's a great accomplishment Okay, uh, you've made yourself a better driver for one thing um, there's so many intangibles out there, so many hazards, people multitask uh, behind the wheel um, and, and it's to the point that there's so many hazards now, okay. Uh, people cut you off. Uh, remember I've been a I've been feeder most of the time and uh, it made me a better driver. Mm. Um, uh, the accomplishments that you, you do every day um, uh, that's your ultimate goal. Not to hit it, nothing. Yeah, real, okay? for real. So, uh, you know, you clock in, clock out. Don't hit anything. Don't get injured. Uh, those are all personal accomplishments. And uh, going driving without any accidents for that long uh, is is quite an achievement.
0: I, uh, that, that's really one of my things, too, is my goal is, like, really... I don't want to say it's my main goal, but your goal is to not hit anybody. Hit any? I don't want to ruin anyone's day. I don't want to send anyone to the hospital. Um, You know, when I first started with the company, they used to show you a lot of videos all the time. You know, you kind of go, "Oh, we got coming early. You got training, and then you watch a video." And one of the videos that kind of stuck with me, I think, is the video that ultimately led to our trucks having the rear view cameras. And it was a video of a driver who who pulled in nose-first uh, nose into someone's driveway. Um, and, you know, they had a good rapport with the with the customer, speaking with the customer, took off out of the driveway, backing first, and bam, hit a kid. Now, I don't know, that, that really stuck with me. Um, and I didn't even have a kid back then, so, you know, being a young 20-something-year-old with no family, no kid, the fact that it stuck with me even then kind of, is kind of tells me how, I don't want to say how powerful that video was, but I guess it was because I I still think about it to this day. You know, I've maybe seen it a few times and that's ultimately my goal. You know, when, when, when it's summertime, summer's just finishing up, kids are going back to school. I almost, I hate summertime because, because the kids are out playing and they could pop out. They've hopped on the back of my truck. They've, you know, hop, uh, balls, you know, falling from the rolling down from the driveway into the street and then you got to be alert you got to keep your head on a swivel and to do that for 25 years do that while working in city where i know it's way busier way more hectic than it is out here in discovery bay or oakley which we have our share of kids obviously it's a family community but i I, I, for me that's my goal is to (laughs) not hit i cars houses i've backed into buildings i've made buildings shake i've hit them i've ran in the poles and you know you just you're i'm just grateful it's not a kid so do you you know even if has i don't want to put this out there but has there been any close calls and not so much about putting the 25 years into you know flux but have there ever been any times where like oh my god five seconds later i could have hit that kid that car anything well, that- always yeah
1: there's always there's always a challenge every day okay going through parking lots huh. yeah, where right. <laughs> you know I go through there cautiously sometimes overly yeah and, and it's like honk the horn whatever whatever it takes to use your lights um, so it's always an ongoing thing and it's it's to the point sometimes you, you're drained at the end of the day because you're maintaining awareness And you have to, because there's a lot at stake. Okay, we're not here to hit anyone. Okay, we're not. We're here to earn a wage. You know, uh, make the company great. Okay, Um, ultimate goal is come home. Yeah. You know, clock in, clock out, go home safely. Safely, definitely. So it's it's always a challenge every day. There's never there's never. Uh, uh, a same day scenario. I mean, it can be cloudy, it can be rainy, it can be cold, it can be windy. You know, there's always something. The elements are always there. So they change. So we have to change what the,
0: what the elements. Things that the computers don't take into consideration when they're telling us how our day should be or yes. how long our day is. Or, you know, if you have three schools on your route, yes. the traffic going through that traffic can be a madhouse with kids just popping up behind cars everywhere. I- I uh, hated that route that I had, uh, but you know, Hey, no kids hit, you know, and uh, I have about 10 years safe driving, uh, maybe a little bit more, but I, I don't keep track. Yes. Um,
1: if you can, for the younger drivers, uh, we can kind of, if if you can set that as a personal milestone for yourself, I I certainly encourage it. Okay. Because after everything said and done, when you retire, you say, Hey, you know what? I did that right and that's the bottom line you want to come home hit nobody hit nothing just I mean just keep it up you know you know take pride in what you do you know take pride in what you when you drive Um, don't multitask you stick to it even in your own personal car you know stick to it and and be be an example you know
0: all on and off the off the clock so So you've you've reached your milestone, and how? When I was coming up as a driver, you know, becoming a Circle of Honor driver, I felt like there was a lot of prestige to it. There still is, but I feel like it's lost something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the times. Maybe I just don't see drivers make it that far anymore. I, I I don't know what it is. I remember. I don't know if they still do it, but they would put your name along with everyone else's in, in a major newspaper somewhere, and, and, you know, you'd have your name basically. I don't know. Do they still do those things? Does it still feel like it? Am I, am I just tripping? Is it, not like, is it like that, or is it not like that anymore? What's your experience? Well, uh, to begin with, back in 89, uh,
1: 1990, I was driver of the month, and they were giving out placards back then. Okay, and that was an honor because you took pride. Pride is, is what, what you do on, on road, you know? So um, now uh, I can see the, the changes where the company's going. Um, it's all about production. It's like, okay, you talk about safety, okay? But you want production also, okay? Then on top of that, I need you to go faster, okay? So there's there's conflicting overviews on that uh, as far as being a driver, working safely, okay? And you know, safety is the most, most thing, uh, the priority that we go through throughout the whole day. Whether you're grabbing something from the back, behind the bulkhead door, or using the hand truck, overweights, um, everything is all time. So for the younger drivers, Take pride in what you do, okay, but you still have an obligation to yourself, okay. You want to you want to uh, maintain uh, a safe driving uh, method, okay. If you can achieve that, it's possible, very possible, okay. Uh, and just just maintain a good uh, um, work method, okay. Don't try to rush because when you rush. You do you do you do uh, uh, slack off on safety,
0: okay? You increase, so, you increase the risk of injury. Yes, injury
1: hitting something because you're in a rush, okay? Just maintain your work methods, okay? Um, don't be trying to do a marathon job in a in a sprinter's uh, physique, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, that don't fly, okay? Remember, this is a marathon job. Okay, if you're going to be here for a while, you want to accomplish something. You want to create a nest egg for yourself. Okay, um, then this is the place to do it. Okay, but always have safety in mind.
0: All right. So, so before we close this one out, um, I want you know I, I always try to see if anyone, if you, if if people have advice, not necessarily for the youngsters. Um, this podcast seems to have. Uh, a lot of shop stewards that listen who, who obviously talk to all the drivers, hopefully talks to all the drivers, um, and, and, you know, kind of put those messages in. But if, if you had a chance to, to tell, you know, the listeners, what what would your advice be to them to maybe either spread to the younger drivers or just to the other drivers in general or maybe even to a shop steward themselves?
1: Well, uh, to begin with, uh, uh, when I first started, I was like a shiny new penny. I was proud of it, okay? I, I have an example there in front of you. Um, I took a photo of an Oscar, Oscar trophy, and that's how I was, okay? So, uh, work hard, you know, lose a couple of pounds a day. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah. you know, get back home, eat dinner, put it back on, you know? So, um, work safely. Uh, the worst part about it was getting injured. So the injury part was really traumatic for me because I actually got an awakening, okay? My eyes opened up after because I got ridiculed. I got third degree by the company doctor for getting injured and I remember I was hunched over and my back was hurting um, I couldn't even, I couldn't even like raise my my leg, it hurt so bad, so um, those days were pretty much an eye opener. Um, so my advice to younger drivers, do your methods, um, don't overextend, um, you know, just do everything properly. Um, use a hand truck whenever you can. Um, I was just moving volume, so I can put more volume in my truck, and something just gave out. And this is later in the day. I mean, you have a full truck when you go out, and you come back in with a full truck. So, um, you know, at a certain point, you know, it's just like a rubber band. You know, when you stretch too much, it's going to snap. And something snapped, and I was hurting. Yeah, that was the that was the eye opener
0: and just the whole aftermath of it everything that happened after that just kind of made it even uh more obvious that a this isn't what i thought it was when in terms of uh well let let me let me me share something that i that i went through so i I dislocated my shoulder on route um was taken to the hospital uh it you know, to make a long story short, it healed, went back to work probably sooner than I anticipated. And then about six months after I got back to work, I'm at home and my arm just slipped out of socket. Um, So I, I'm kind of in limbo because it's a work-related injury, but it happened at home second time. And when I went to go see the doctor, my personal doctor said, no, this is a work injury. I go to, you know, our work doctor and they... They first said, yes, this didn't properly heal the first time. Uh, come back in two weeks, we'll figure out what to start doing. Came back in two weeks, and they said, same doctor, same exact doctor, ah. and he says, shuts the door, and I'm thinking, all right, ready to get healed and get back to work, and he says, yeah, this this isn't work related. And he said it with almost a little bit of shame in his eye, I could see it, and I, I thought he was kidding. And I said, "What do you mean?" I was, like, I was just here, and you told me that it was work-related. It obviously did not heal correctly. And he said, "Yeah, uh, no, this is obviously not work-related. This happened at your home." And I told him, it, I, "I was crushed because I, I knew at that point I was in limbo." Um, and that was my op- eye-opener. Was it was it took me six months to start receiving treatment after some legal issues, and after that then i had my boss who i didn't meet at the time because we had switched center managers was calling me trying to get me back to work and i'm still over here needing surgery so that was my eye eye opener was was that kind of not necessarily your situation but is that kind of how you felt like everything changed you saw what it was all about at that point
1: yes uh i was no longer a naive driver so it kind of it, it made me a grown man right there because that was it was actually one of my my major was uh business management and that's what kind of like stopped me dead in my tracks you you just can't you can't treat people like that yeah. and and like for you it devastated you but for me it it just like snapped me in half it's like wow you know i'm I'm really hustling for this company and and I got hurt by accident because I'm moving volume so I can put more volume in the truck and something snapped. So um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really agonizing to kind of uh, go over what the doctor said to me, chastise me for getting injured. From the doctor? From the company doctor. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that will, that will always be embedded.
0: That cannot yeah. be erased. I think, uh, first injuries for people are, I don't want to say a badge of honor because it's not, that's not what I mean, but it's almost kind of like that. You earn a strike. Not I I don't even want to say that. It's, it's something memorable, but not in a positive way that yes. you get that first, like you have a lot of firsts in life. Your first time you, your first kiss, your first time you drive a car, your first, you know day leaving the house you know moving on on your own and at work it's like your first injury your first injury is like always you know And it again I'm not saying it's a badge of honor but you know I've seen and been a part of drivers that you know when someone gets their injury and they come back it's like oh you're a real driver now you know And it's a fucked up way to look at it but you know everyone you're not the only one I'm not the only one that when that injury happens and I hate to say it it seems inevitable but it's just the industry that we're in, it is one of the most I don't want to say dangerous, it's one of the most injury prone industries out there. Um, that it it, it 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 just it's more likely to happen than not.
1: Yes. I, I have to I have let me add to that. While while I'm in therapy, okay, there were seven benches or or whatever therapy beds, right? And there were two UPS guys we had two coca-cola okay one garbage guy right and they had another guy that's walking in and I'm like whoa and we're pretty much all uh, uh, labor union guys all on the table getting therapy work so it's like it, it is like a badge of honor but if I had if I had a choice I'll skip on that. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Yeah, I mean, you know.
0: it, it took a long time for my shoulder to heal. Um, it feels it's about ninety-five percent. That's about as good as it's going to get, and I still worry that it's going to pop out occasionally. Yes, but that's just you know, it's just how it goes. I, I we work with people who have leg issues. I, I don't know exactly the health of your body. You've said you've had several injuries. Um, overall, how do you how do you feel health-wise? Like, if if you were to retire tomorrow, how would you feel health-wise? You, do you think you could have an active life? Do you think it's time to start settling down? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I've actually changed my diet. Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: for me to extend my career uh, currently um, because I, I, I've been diagnosed with uh, psoriatic arthritis. Okay. That's something I, I don't want to use that as an as excuse for me or whatever at work. Uh, that's not me. Uh, I take pride in what I do. Okay, um,
0: but all right, Ernie. So, so we're about to close this one out. Um, you know, you know, with the age that you're at, fifty-four, you know, retirement sh- seems to me like it should be on the horizon. What? What are your thoughts on retirement right now? Are, are you close to it? Are you, are, have you given it thought? Are you still a few years away? Do you feel, how, how do you feel with with what's coming up?
1: Uh, as of right now, we have some family issues. So that's, that one's um, pretty much. That requires keeping, your attention
0: or yeah, it requires you to keep working?
1: It requires me to keep working. Okay. Uh, there are some variables that, I, that are beyond my control. Uh, so, I have to keep working to help out the family. Gotcha. Okay. Not my immediate family, but just say my inner circle.
0: Hey, that, that's... I get it. I completely get it. So, so but, but right now, it's just not on the horizon, in the immediate horizon.
1: Yeah, I, I can say... I can look... I can look about 12 months and, and see
0: reevaluate it um you think your body can hold uh, up the body i mean i i, yeah, I, that's ask, a, I ask about the body because I'm, I'm 40 like i said i got 10 15 years left and i don't have a very physically demanding route thank god because i've had them before i'm sure you've had them and, and those you can crawl into bed and just feel every everybody every muscle just Scream in relief when you hit that mattress. Yes. Um, so I feel pretty good right now But even at the rate that I'm going 10-15 years with this big old frame six five three hundred pounds like it's it's lumbering, you know, it takes its toll So, you know, I, I I I don't see a lot of big guys make it to retirement I've looked at that and the ones that do It, it sucks. They might have a hunched back. They might have some bad knees, you know, hips, you know, hips on big guys you know, they're, they're, they're taking that impact going in and out of the truck, you know, lifting um, your body up from the chair, from the seat, you know, 160, 170 times. My hips are probably my biggest concern, but they feel good right now. But I know that they don't get younger. You know, the impact, steady impact every day takes its toll. So, you know, I, I just wonder how, you know, when I see someone retire and, and they still look like they got a good posture and no limps, which I don't see from you. You know, I, I, but then you never know if someone's maybe hiding it or just feels it. Do you, do you think you got it? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Um,
1: this is just a facade, right? But when I get home, my family is my witness. Mm -hmm. Okay. They see what I go through. You know, I walk the walls in the morning, right? I walk sideways down the stairs. (laughs) Okay. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I've had, I've tortured my kids to walk on my back when they were younger. And they still remember that. Yeah. Okay, so it's like, you know, my, my back is spasming. Can you walk on my back? Can you sit on my back? And stuff like that. So um, it's a facade for sure. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, diet change, um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a major major component to extend your work life here because i still feel productive um i can still i can still hang with the young boys yeah right (laughs) uh but uh, i have to start considering what about if the body starts to say you know the mind can say you can still do it but the body says no uh the knees i can start feeling the knees uh the back for sure okay it's like you know why why is my back hurting today um, I've been profiting you know I bought those orange orange balls from Costco and they've saved me a few times uh, not not even a few times more more than I can I can actually well mention. if you're buying from
0: Costco then obviously yeah. they're saving you in bulk <laughs> yeah
1: so I mean I've had I have knee issues where uh, I fell through a box
0: oh.
1: you know and it's like so stuff you know stuff like that that you don't see that because you got to climb over stuff to open up the back door because it's jammed even though you slam on the brakes nothing you know it's still wedged in there so you can't open up the back door and you have to climb through so uh, it's just a uh, sometimes you, you're rolling the dice you know should you get out now while you're still upright um, yeah uh, or you want to walk out of here you know bent over uh, you know railroad tracks on your knees yeah, um, it. You know, on your shoulders I have like specific people in mind I can picture yes so it's uh, um, maybe us having this conversation now maybe the light bulb is starting to turn on you know starting
0: to well in, in yeah. a time where you know it seems that production is getting cranked up um, You know, and I don't want to say safety's taking a back seat, but as you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, they say one thing, but it's obviously about production. And I kind of feel like it's up to us as Teamsters, as stewards, as Circle of Honor guys to kind of really pass that message down to the next generation. A, not so much slow down, but just work smarter. Um, Take care of your body, you know, change that diet. God knows in my 20s I was living off jack-in-the-box and beer and all sorts of substances putting in my body. And how I made it, I don't know. But now I'm probably eating the healthiest I've ever been. My body looks like it's not. <laughs> so um, any any last words for anyone listening it's, it's right now? You, you've given a lot of good advice, but is there anything burning that you would like to like to say?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, for the young guys, four hundred one k. Definitely, uh, buy stock. Because, uh, as you know, at this uh, uh, occupation that we have, time flies. Okay, uh, grow your nest egg. Okay, um, don't rely on your spouse. Okay, uh, make your own money. Create your own nest egg. Maintain it, keep an eye on it. Um, uh, That's what I'm telling my son, okay? Because there's potential for you to grow a a substantial amount of nest egg when you maintain it, monitor it, Um, 401k, your deductions and all that stuff. Um, For the young guys, you know, every time you get a pay raise, jack it up, 1%. Okay, so example, if you got you start off at ten percent, uh, next year you get an increase. Well, jack it up one percent to eleven, and so on and so forth. Every time you get a pay raise, jack it up. Okay, um, you get a for the single guys, you, you get a tax break. You know, you you put in seventeen five annually. Um, sometimes I knew people in the city, they tap out on the 401 k. By midsummer, and they can't put no more. Okay. I can't do that physically. That, that's too much. That's, I can't do that. But it's possible. You know, if you stay with moms and dad, yeah, I can see that. But I don't, I have my own family. I have my own uh, financial obligations. So, you know, you, you have to balance out how much you can afford. But definitely stock. In the company okay so um, maintain maintain your uh, portfolio uh, keep an eye on it don't make sure it kind of balances out
0: uh, that's uh, that's kind of how in my 20s as I just mentioned kind of all I cared about was partying check to check didn't care about no financials no savings no nothing um, started talking to the older drivers a little bit who started telling me about 401ks and what they kind of told me they started to hit their thirties and that's when they started caring. Well, lo and behold, that's kind of how it started for me. You know, you start, you know, taking life a little bit more seriously, you know, you know, it's time to start winding down if you're not already married or have a serious girlfriend, which I didn't at the time. So about when I, right before I started 30, that's when I started my 401k, uh, and it's very healthy now, pretty much just what Ernie described is kind of how I went about it. Every pay increase, I jacked it up a little bit more. Now I max out at 25% every check. And I'm just used to it now. Some people say I can't do 25%. I get it. Like Ernie said, jack it up just a little bit each pay raise. Each pay raise, and you won't you you get used to it. You don't even you know a lot of that. Um, you get a lot of you won't even notice because it puts you in a different tax bracket. Eventually, yes. Uh, yes. my wife says if you put 10%. Uh, into 401k every week you really won't even notice the difference because of, of how it adjusts to your tax i'm not a numbers person i'm not a tax person i don't really get all that i just take her word for it she's the financials lady in my family but um i hear it's true and i i see it uh i max out 401k probably by about october uh, like you said 17.5 i think it's up a little bit more now or yeah. something maybe I, I believe you get the before and after yeah uh so. no i get the uh are you asking uh, no, whatever you, whatever options you can I I, I I max out at 25% and then the cap is maybe 17.5 they might have raised it now yes yeah. so I, I hit the cap every time um, except for maybe this year when I had my whole February off um, and and then the stocks I started getting into the stocks a couple of years ago you know I I started with $50 a week now it's $100 so my checks are pretty small but the money's going places, you know, I mean, at least it's like you said, there's nest eggs now, not just a nest egg, multiple nest eggs. And you know, that's, I completely piggyback on, on that advice. You know, it might be, it might seem tough if you're in your twenties and you just started out driving, but shop stewards, high seniority guys, you know, continue to push that 401k continue to push that, you know, stock options. And, um, you know, let's take care of these guys. Um, Again, it's just all about looking out for them and creating a stronger generation coming up. So, um, Ernie, I appreciate. Okay. Uh, thank you for uh, dedicating some time on your vacation. Yes. Uh, anytime. Appreciate right. it, brother. All right. Thank all right. You very Have much. a good night. All right. Good night. All right. So, so that's that's my interview with Ernie. Um, you know, I, I know many of us probably already know much of what was discussed in the episode. You know, or maybe not. But like I said at the beginning, it's not about what we already know or don't know, but to pass along what we've learned over the years to the next wave. Um, you know, maybe look for moments and opportunities to pass some of this info to them. For you know, for example, maybe on payday, you know, Thursdays for us, uh, start a discussion on the contributions to 401k or stocks or or, or whatnot. Kind of you know, find those moments where you can. Hey, y'all got y'all got a 401k? Y'all contribute? Y'all buy stocks? Um, you know we just want to look out for them and keep spreading that word that's what was done to me as I mentioned um, took a few years for me to kind of get my monies right but I, I, I max it out now I, I, I'm comfortable with where I'm at and that's what gives me the opportunity to possibly retire in 10 to 15 years uh, 15 years max my goal is 10 but you know I understand that that's you know it's I still got a lot of work to, to do in order to accomplish that so you know or, or even if you hear uh, a young driver start complaining about their aches and pains, you know, take that moment to encourage them to work safer. You know, provide examples of how to do it. Um, you know, we, we have language in our contract that protects us, but it's only strong if we choose to use it. And I know a lot of people would rather complain about you know, a million things than to utilize those those protections that we have in the contract. So, you know, don't be scared to use it. God knows me and a few of us, uh, our drivers ain't, um, and, and, you know. It, it does help us, you know, maintain our our, our body throughout the years. So again, I, I just want to thank Ernie for his time. Um, you know, he, he he took some time out of his 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 uh, vacation time to to you know come speak with me. Or actually, I I came to him. Um, he's a good dude, you know. And, and in my opinion, he had a lot more to say, but. I didn't want to press him too hard because you know I think we may have started to wade into murky waters if we did that so you know if if you get my drift so you know just try to read between the lines if you can you know I I just want to say you know this company along with many others you know it's a machine and we're all just cogs within that operation so you know whether we retire break down quit you know, we can all be easily replaced at the snap of a finger. Uh, So, so don't forget that you only get one body um, and you know, your goal should be to enjoy that body ably in your retirement. So, you know, let's all work to enjoy our retirement physically and financially and and let's encourage others to do so as well. So again, reach me out at Twitter, on on Twitter at NorCal Teamster, N-O-R-C-A-L-T-E-A-M-S-T-E-R, all one word. Instagram, Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast, all one word, or hit me up on Facebook, Thoroughbred space Teamsters space podcast, or even hit me up on the email if you got something lengthy to say, something personal, something private, I'll respect privacy and all that, uh, just throwing it out there, Teamster at hotmail.com, alright guys, better.